Yo 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 guys, what is up? Welcome back to another episode of Marijuana SA Weekly and today we are very excited to have a legendary guest, Mahmoud from Dutch Passion, Passion join us and he is a long-time breeder from one of the most established breeding companies in the in the world um, and he's going to be giving us a little bit of information on what is a autoflower and what is a photoperiodic. So a lot of our diehards uh, will know these, but we're going right back into the basics for any new growers out there or anyone that's just getting started in the growing scene. And of course, as always, I have Dean here helping me out as our grower expert. How's it going? Yo, Andy, what's up, everyone? Uh, as you, uh, for our you know, hardcore listeners, you know how excited I am for this episode. Yeah, Mahmoud's been, he's got a huge knowledge base and uh, we thought with summer here in South Africa and the spring being sprung, it's a good time just to answer some of those sort of more, you know, th those basic questions which could actually make a massive difference if you, if you don't know about them and, you know, maybe just find out some interesting stuff from one of the legends in the game. So yeah, really looking forward to learning more about photos versus auto flowers with you guys. Awesome. Let's, uh, I'm going to bring Mahmoud in now. Hi, welcome Mahmoud. Thank you so much for joining us on this episode. Hope you are doing well. And we're going to jump straight into a, a question. Um, yeah, what if you can explain to us uh, a little bit about photoperiodics? Uh, yeah, the, the photoperiodic plants are actually the, the traditional plants as we know them. Um, these are plants that uh, still need a light impulse in order to start the flowering. Uh, this is usually when the days are getting shorter. Uh, indoors, we mimic this by um, by reducing the amount of light hours, usually from from eighteen light hour light hours to twelve. Um, this makes the plant think that the, the the nights are getting longer, so winter is coming. So they need to start flowering in order to uh, uh, create seeds in order to um, um, make sure that the next generation will be formed. You know, so this is actually the um, the main reason why they are you know for the period. I think that key thing is the uh, it's the, the 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 light changing. I think that's actually like the photo period. Photo is like the light, and then the period is the periodic. So it's, uh, if you can just elaborate a little bit on that uh, yeah, so the are, timing, yeah, yeah. So they're they're the light depending. It's like normally yeah, you're you're on the southern hemisphere. We're in the northern northern hemisphere. Um, so usually in the Netherlands, for example. Uh, you can start planting your seeds outside or outdoors, uh, let's say half May. Uh, this is uh, halfway spring. Uh, then we have very long days because we're just a month uh, before the, the longest day of the year, which is the 21st of June. Um, so as long as the, the plant receives 14 hours of light or more, uh, the plant is just focusing its energy on building structure, on building stems, building leaves, and etc. Uh, this is the, called the vegetative state. Um, so this goes on from, let's say, from the germination until the end of August, because in the Netherlands, after the end of August, uh, the amount of light hours, they, they drop below 14. Mm. And when the, the, the amount of light hours drop below 14, this is actually the, uh, a sign for the plant that, that winter is coming. So uh, it needs to start flowering. It needs to produce its, its, its fruits in order to make, to make seed. And then the seed will uh, make sure the next generation in the next spring will, will continue. So this is, um, this is more or less the, the life cycle in, uh, for a photo period outdoors. And that's the, that's the natural way of, of 
uh, like yeah, that's that's how it's supposed to work in nature. But this is obviously uh, it's quite often manipulated in a indoor setting with uh, different light schedules, right? Yeah, yeah. So in uh, in if you're growing indoors, uh, from the moment you germinate the seeds uh, until the moment you want to flip the the plants to flower, you you keep your your clock on 18 hours of light and six hours of darkness. Uh, so this mimics the long days of, of spring and the, the plants will be in vegetative state and will build uh, stems and leaves. And then as soon as we hit flower or want to hit flower, uh, we reduce the amount of light hours from, from 18 hours a day to just 12 hours a day. Sometimes you can even do 13 or 14, but in order to make sure, because not every plant uh, flowers on the same moment, some they need a little bit uh, less uh, amount of light hours than, than others. So 12 is usually a safe number uh, of, uh, of light hours uh, in order to, or to make the plant switch from the vegetative state to flowering state. Mm. I wonder, is there, uh, it's a bit off, off topic, but uh, how much, how, how impactful is something like uh, light leak and um, say, if you mess up that schedule just for like little bits, I know some people don't even want to open their tent uh, like even once yeah. to disrupt it, but yeah, what's your your yeah. thoughts on that? No, I think uh, no, just like to to just have a peak indoors, you know, that that, that doesn't hurt the plant that much, you know. But ha having really a light leak so that the, the plants are uh, constantly uh, receiving some light while they actually should receive total darkness, this can cause stress, and this can you know uh, develop in all kinds of things, you know. You can cause it can cause uh, can cause hermaphroditism. Or maybe uh, it doesn't uh, switch to flower entirely because it still receives lights. So too 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 many light hours, so it doesn't uh, switch to flower at, at all. Uh, but usually when I when my plants are sleeping and I want to have a peek, I open the door or, or the zipper, you know, and maybe some light will drop in a little bit of light. But you know, as long as you keep it very limited uh, to a short amount of time, then it's uh, it's not a big thing. Yeah, I've, I've, uh, I'm the same. Uh, I can't help having a peak sometimes. And then what, one other thing about the, the photo, sorry, uh, is it, do you go straight from 18.6 to 12.12, like sharp, or do you do a gradual, like 18.6, then like 16.8? Yeah, yeah. No, yeah. I'm, I'm not. I'm not so subtle with my plants, you know, so I, I, I switch them right from, from 18 to 6. Um, I know there's some people that uh, you know do it gradually. There's also clocks that that have a certain you know uh, setting on it that it goes gradually for one hour a day or maybe half an hour a day or so. And I also heard people um, uh, giving the plants 20, 24 hours of darkness in between the switch. You know, so you're on an 18-6 schedule. Then when you hit flip when you, when you want to flip to flower, they give the plants 24 hours of darkness and then they go to a 12-12 speed. Okay. You know? Um, but for me, um, I, I, I'm like I said, I'm not so subtle. I, I, I like to stress out my plants a little bit, so I always go from from eight to um, from eight to twelve straight away. And for me, it has never caused any problems. Awesome. But yeah, I've, I've are, done the I, same. <laughs> and and the, I mean, uh, and then if we're going to jump over to the other side of the of the spectrum, uh, there's another kind of seed which has become more popular over the more recent years, and that's our autoflower. Can you tell us a little bit about the the autoflower and why it's unique as well? Yeah. So the autoflowering varieties, um, those are actually uh, it originated from the, the the northern parts of the northern hemisphere, you know, like Russia and then top parts of Russia and those kind of things where. 
Um, summers are very short. Um, and also uh, the, the sun doesn't go under it during the during summer, you know, so they have very, very long days. So this, these combinations make uh, for the plant that if they want to flower, they have to do it in a, in a really uh, quick way. Um, because, you know, there's just no darkness and there's also and also uh, uh, autumn and winter is, is coming there fast. Um, so the, the cannabis plant is a highly adaptive plant. So when it came to those regions, it adapted to the local uh, conditions. So it started to, uh, instead of flowering, um, instead of needing a uh, light impulse to flower, it just purely flowered on age. Um, yes. And this, this is called the ruderalis uh, species. So you have the indica, you have the sativa, and you have the ruderalis species. And ruderalis would say, uh, would be compared to an outer flower. Um, the outer flowering varieties or the outer flowering gene is a recessive gene, which means that when, whenever you um, cross uh, an outer flowering variety with a normal variety, it will lose the outer flowering trait. So you have yeah. to go, it will still carry the gene, but it doesn't come to expression. So you need to find individuals and cross them amongst each other um, in order to find the, the plants that have both of the um, uh, alleles on it, you know, so that, you know, because otherwise you just breed it out. Yes. Um, and and on, a, on a breeding level, is it, more, is it more challenging to breed a photoperiodic or is it more challenging to breed an, an autoflower? Because with an autoflower, you can't keep an original an original mother because it would just i mean it's it's on a set time so which one in your opinion is more challenging to to breed um yeah the 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 outer flowering varieties they usually are more labor in, in, uh, intensive because you know you need the you need, like if you if you start from scratch uh, using a photoperiodic parent and a, and a and an outer flowering parent then you need at least four generations in order to come to a workable product while with photo periods only, you can make an you can make an F one and it can and you can actually already you know use those plants. They will be genetically yes. very far apart from each other, but you know they can you can still do it. Um, like I said, the the auto flowering gene is recessive, so in order to come to a generation where hundred percent of the uh, offspring is um, is auto flowering, then you're you're looking at generation four a minimum. You know? okay, then if you want to breed in some characteristics from the original parent or the periodic parent. Then you have to make a back cross again and then select again. You know, so yes. uh, it goes, and like you said, you cannot keep alive a mother plant from an other flowering variety because it will just flower and you cannot keep it in a vegetative state, you know, so it complicates things sometimes. So quality autos are a lot more work than, than I mean, all, all of it's a lot of work, but the auto flowers of all that's, I, I mean, I've seen it myself with auto flowers, you know, when you're dealing with large amounts of seeds and cultivating across the board, every now and then there's one that just doesn't want to, doesn't want to go into flower. And that's because of that, uh, that recessive, recessive gene. And for you, for you personally, what do you prefer to, to cultivate? Uh, what would you say is more beginner friendly? Maybe is a better, a better mm. question. Would you say photo periods or auto flowers are more beginner friendly? Uh, that's, um, it's not, uh, there's not no one answer to that question. You know, if you're, if you're a beginner and you grow indoors or, you know, yeah, if you grow indoors, uh, you can um, grow an other flowering variety and you don't have to worry about the clock. You know, you don't have to change anything. Yes. You don't have to worry about whatever. So you can just put, for example, 18 hours of light uh, on your plant and, you know, just keep it like that and it will automatically start flowering. You just give it some nutrients, some water, and you will have a good, um, uh, you have a good result. With the photo periods, you need a clock, you know, because you need to reduce those amount of light hours, etc. Um, personally, I like more 
uh, because I'm an indoor grower, I like to uh, grow photo periods because in order to get the best results with an auto flowering variety, you need to give them as much light hours as possible every day. Because yeah. um, when the light is on, photosynthesis is taking place. The plant is you know, building and, and flowering and growing and, and budding. Um, so you have the best results. Um, but they also, that also means that you're, you are using a lot of power or like electricity. Yes. Um, which can be a problem in South Africa as well, because I know you guys have power outings every once in a while, you know, so that, that can, that, <laughs> to say the least, um, <laughs> because I don't want to use that much energy. I usually go to, I usually go for, uh, auto flowering, um, for the periods when I grow indoors mm -hmm. myself. And the, the age old debate with, uh, like yield and potency way off. Um, what's your thoughts on that? Yeah. Well, the, um, I usually make a comparison between um, the first generation uh, auto flowering varieties and the first generation LED light. I don't know if you ever heard this uh, um, comparison, but um, like we at Dutch Passion, when we noticed the first auto flowering varieties, like back in the beginning of the 2000s, um, we, we saw the potential already from the start, you know, be like, wow, if we can make a, a plant that doesn't need a lining post to flower, you know, that, that creates a lot of possibilities. Um, so the first plants we grew out, they were out of flowering varieties and they, they did out of flower, um, but the yield was poor, the, the effect was poor, there was not, not a lot of taste, there was not a lot of, you know, it lacked a lot of terpenes and everything. Um, same thing with the LEDs. The first generation LEDs, okay, you know, you could use them and you could flower your plants, but, you know, they weren't powerful and the yield was not good and all those kind of things. Um, at this moment, this day and age, both the autoflowering varieties as the LED uh, lamps that we know now, they have improved um, that much that they're just as good as traditional period plants or traditional HPS plants, you know, because so much work has been in, gone into it. Yes. But the, the um, you know the the all the levels the potency levels the efficiency levels they they all went up you know so at this moment you know it's more um, uh, a matter of choice than than the, that you don't want to grow other flowering varieties because they uh, perform poorly or that you don't want to use LED lights before because they perform poorly. Mm. Yes, and uh... and uh, on a yeah, I've got uh, just a quick sidebar. I know we're talking more on a sort of beginner kind of side, but on a commercial front, what what is more popular is 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 auto flower or is is it even viable to cultivate auto flower on a on a commercial level? Yeah, yeah, for sure. And it really depends on on your setting, everything. But uh, we are we are genetic partner for licensed producers worldwide, and like our. Our licensed producer friends that grow entirely indoors, usually they grow, go with photo periods, you know, but if you have yes. uh, a licensed producer that grows in a greenhouse that makes uh, use of just sunlight, sometimes they, they intentionally go for other flowering varieties. Why? Um, because you can do multiple harvests in, in, a, in a season, you know, yes. Where, okay. because, you know, they, they always flower within or they always finish within, let's say, 12 weeks, mm. whilst the, um, the photo periods, they take outdoors about half a year. Or sometimes they make a combination, you know, if you have um, half of your greenhouse auto flowering varieties and half of your greenhouse photo period varieties, and you start them all in the same moment, that means that, you know, halfway you can harvest your auto flowering varieties already, and you have your first harvest, and you can also, yes. you know, divide your, your labor, and then, you know, after a few months, then you harvest your uh, uh, photo periods, you know, so it can be some I mean, reasons to go for those. 
that applies for a home grower as well. I mean, someone wanting to get a harvest by December in South Africa now could plant uh, uh, some some autos, and then maybe in de- at de- December or closer to harvest, they could germinate another run of photo periods and still have a good two months of veg before they go into flower, and then pull two harvests or more in 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 the season. You know, just I suppose depending on how many plants they cultivate. And this this especially goes uh, out to all the the outdoor only growers you know if you only cultivate outdoors and you're depending on your outdoor crop you know sometimes you know if you had uh, some some parties extra or a corona pandemic and you you were you were forced to uh, stay at home a lot and you had a lot of time on your hands you know maybe you smoked a lot more um then you went through your stash uh, a lot quicker as well you know so when you throw in a few autos you can always harvest them already you know, make sure that you have some some harvest already to smoke, and then you know for the for the for the big things because the photo periods usually they do get bigger because yes. they have a longer vegetative period. You know, so they usually uh, yield more, uh, and then you can you can finish those and leave them until the right moment. But at least you have something to smoke before that. You know, so mm. it can be convenient. Yeah. Brilliant. Um, yeah, uh, Mahmoud, we unfortunately uh, have hit our time limit on it, but yeah, thank you so much for, for joining us and uh, hopefully we'll be able to have you again uh, with us soon. You know how to find me when you need me. Oh, good luck and um, uh, everybody, I wish you a good uh, growing season uh, in the coming oh, times. Awesome. See you next <laughs> time. Excellent. Thanks, Mahmoud. Cheers. Always great news. Yeah, I mean, information. <laughs> the, the double harvest is great news, but uh, Mahmoud's always got such valuable, valuable information. Um, yeah, let's, uh, let's I, just sum it up for the guys. Uh, okay, so just in brief, photo, auto. I think photo is key points 18.6, and then you flip the switch and it becomes, and then that's when it flowers. So it lets it grow for a while, you flip it, and then it, it, like you tell the plant with like light rays to start making bud um and they get a bit bigger there's no real way off with potency anymore um and photos dean autos uh, I mean, uh you autos, know you're co- I mean, you you have to co- one thing that we didn't mention is you have to consistently buy seed because you yeah. can't keep mother mothering Dora. stock so you can't go into cloning but it gives you the ability to you know leverage maybe you have space in your veg room and your your, your humidity is in a level that you're comfortable to fly and you can fly there and outdoors it gives you the ability to harvest in the season and then to harvest at the end of the season if you're growing photos and autos and that allows you to do multiple crops per year i last year managed to do three harvests of auto flower during the Mm. summer and then store my end harvest at the end of the season and that allowed me to smoke from december all the way through on on outdoor you know so it gives you Smaller yields. I've I've struggled personally with achieving the same yields of auto on autos as photos, but where you may lose a bit of yield, you're gaining that control of time. But it doesn't re- respond to light cycle at all. So you mm. set on a set time, start to finish. You can't do anything about it. Any mistakes you made, you can't fix them before it goes into flower. So be a little bit more careful on the overnutrienting of autos or overwatering. But uh, they are a good tool to use. I would say everyone should cultivate both if possible but autos i think are a good tool to use uh when you when you don't want to manipulate light cycle yeah i think i mean i'm also a, a, a diehard auto um fan but it's just because it's like it's quick it's over it's like there's like as a beginner for me it's like you can start it if you cock it up it's like you don't lose that much time um like my worst nightmare is growing a photo for like six months and then like in the last like flowering phase i absolutely butchered it 
butcher it so that's like a, <laughs> a mini pack but i've also butchered many autos so it's i can't really say it's saving me much time <laughs> yeah i i think i think it's it it just limits that ability to stretch things out and to doubt you know because you're going through it and it gives you an experience of what a cannabis plant will do even without any manipulation so if you don't want to overcomplicate it you know an auto in the ground is going to give you the experience of seed to harvest and that's valuable in learnings but uh, yeah, like I said, you know, uh, this for me, I like I like cultivating, I like cultivating both, and I think there is quality genetics in both autos also, and photoperiodics. I don't like growing from from seed. I think I, I think I would prefer to grow from clone in future. I have, I have uh, terrible neglect with seeds, and then they die out. But that, <laughs> anyway, that that's uh, we got to close up. Um, guys, thanks so much for, for listening to our our, uh, our rants at the end, and of course uh, the 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 bulk of the good knowledge before our rants. Um, and make sure to like and subscribe, join our mail list, check out our Take a Lot store, and guys, next week, peace. <laughs>